This scripture lesson, it will be coming from Ephesians 1, the 3rd through the 8th verse, Galatians 3, the 26th verse, chapter 4, and 4th through the 7th verse. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished upon us with all wisdom and understanding. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption through sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So welcome to week two of our sermon series, Labeled, where we're taking a look at the labels that we are given by God. But so often in our life, we pick up labels along the way. A lot of us get labels around middle school, right? There are some labels that you might have been given even earlier than that in elementary school, or maybe it was high school, where you picked up a label that stuck, for some of us, the labels that we've attached to our lives have, uh, have helped us to grow up. For some of us, the labels that we've received have caused us to wither and shrink because of the pain that they have caused us. We all walk around with labels. The good news, though, is that God has the first word about our life and will have the last word about our life as well. I love that Stephanie said that last week, that before all was created, before the foundations of the earth, we were chosen in Christ. God gets the first word about us, and that first word is that you are chosen. You are chosen by God. And the last word that's spoken on your life will have everything to do with how you respond to the fact that you have been chosen. How you respond to God's free offer of grace and hope and love. So before the foundations of the earth, you were chosen. Before anybody got to label you or stereotype you or classify you, God spoke about you and called you chosen. And because you're chosen, you have value. You don't bring value, but your status as one who is chosen by God gives you inherent value. And if you have value, then you have purpose. You, there's a reason for this season of your life. There's a reason that you are here in this town. There's a reason that you are a part of this community or you are over on campus. There is a reason. There is a purpose 
for your presence here and now. And if there is purpose in your daily living, then there is also possibility. Possibility that you could become more than you ever thought you could be. Possibility that God could do something so miraculous and so life-changing that it totally reorients your life. There's possibility that that which you thought was never possible might actually be possible, not by your value or your worth or your power, but by the power of God living inside of you. The question is, will you choose to be chosen? Will you choose to live into the very first label that God placed on your life, that you are chosen by God? Will you enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? Or will we continue to sit on the sidelines and refuse to take that label on for ourselves? Because the truth is, friends, we have to own that label. We've got to choose to be chosen, to allow the first label placed on us to define us in every aspect of our lives. Now this morning, we're gonna be looking again at Ephesians chapter one, verses three to eight, and I want you to see again what else Paul has to say about the labels that God has given us. Not about the labels that the world has given us, like whenever you go to Starbucks and order that drink, and instead of writing Jonathan, they write John, or, or John with a, Jonathan uh, with an, an E, or Jonathan with an I, which we all know is not true, right? God, y'all are paying attention, all right. Those labels, the world constantly gives us. We walk around with plenty of labels, but we ought to be paying attention to the labels that God places on our life. So hear these words again from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 8. Paul writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, that's in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Do you hear that? Paul says that just he, that's God, uh, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ. You see, if you're chosen, according to Paul, if that's what God has labeled you as one who is chosen, if that's what God has said about you, and newsflash, friends, God said that about every single one of us in this room and every single person on this planet. If that's you, then you're destined to be adoption, adopted. Excuse me. If you're chosen, then you are destined for adoption as a son or daughter of God from before the foundation of the earth. You've been destined to come into a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, who chose you so that you might be a part of the family of God, so that you might be a part of God's work in this world. Now, I don't have any adopted children, but I do have two daughters there around the church this morning. 
You heard about them a little bit last week and about the very first images we got that Addie looked like a squid, so that was her first nickname, was that she was the squid. And Lily Grace on her sonogram looked like, or ultrasound looked like um, a polywog, so she was the polywog ever since. Thinking back on those days when we first found out that we were pregnant, I've got to tell you that I love those two little girls since before they were born. Before we ever saw those silly pictures, black and white pixels on a page of our daughters, I loved those two little girls. I loved them before I knew that they were going to be little girls. Before they drew their first breath, I loved them and they were mine. And I can tell you that there is nothing that they can do that will ever take my love away from them. Yes, there are going to be moments in my life when I'm disappointed in them. Yes, there are going to be moments when, when Addie and Lily Grace hurt Stephanie or they hurt me. And yes, there are going to be times when I don't agree with what they are doing. But you know what can never change about Addie and Lily Grace? They're mine. They are my daughters. And I'll love them even when they deny me. I'll love them even when they hurt me. I'll love them even when it's hard. I'll love them and they will always be mine. And friends, I believe that that is how God sees us. He chose us before the foundation of the earth. He destined us to be his sons and daughters. And yes, you've sinned. And yes, you have let God down. And yes, you have hurt him. But you can never change the fact that God loves you and desires for you to understand just who you are, that you are chosen and that you are an heir, that you are invited into the family of God, and all you have to do is accept the invitation. Just a few weeks back, Lily Grace was reading through um, one of her, her books uh, in her room, and, and she came in and asked me, what's the best way to describe heir? And I said, well, um, air, 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 air. Air is an invisible gaseous substance that surrounds the earth, mainly composed of oxygen and nitrogen. And she said, no, no, I know what air is, Dad. And I was like, what are you talking about then? She said, I want to know what an air is. And I said, oh, an air. And Stephanie said, you need a hearing aid. <laughs> Newsflash, if I, if I need a hearing aid, I'm going to have the Walker game here first. So if you see me walking around with the little hip listener, that's me. <laughs> she said, what is an heir? I said, oh, I know what an heir is. An heir is someone who is legally entitled to the property or, or the rank of another upon that person's death. That's what an heir is. You are an heir because you, friends, are chosen by God, adopted by God through Jesus Christ, and an heir because of Christ's death and resurrection, because of what God has done and because you've chosen to put your faith in God through Jesus Christ, you stand to inherit, you are an heir, you stand to inherit what God has to offer his son. And that is eternal life, abundant life. You, friends, are heirs of the kingdom of God. 
If you've entered into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, then you are a son or daughter of God who stands to inherit eternity that begins here and now and extends on to forever. But it all hinges on you and I putting our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I've heard preachers say that a thousand times. You've got to put your faith in Jesus Christ. What does it mean to put your faith in Jesus for me, faith is this. Faith is belief plus obedience. It's belief plus obedience. It's not just thinking the right things about God, but living your life in such a way that you are obedient to the will of your heavenly Father who chose you and destined you to be adopted into the family of God. You've got to believe and to be obedient in response to the will of God. But here's the deal, friends. Lots of people believe the right things about God. I mean, even here, we stand up every Sunday and and we say the Apostles' Creed, right? We stand together and we say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under... Pontius Pilate, I don't know what a Pontius is, I know what a Pilate is, I don't know what a Pontius is, but was crucified and dead and buried on the third day, he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. What time is lunch? From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, something about the Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, yes Jesus, forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, amen. Amen. Glory be, Right? We do this every week, don't we? That you can stand and say the Apostles' Creed, that you can stand and recite the Apostles' Creed as evidence of your belief. It's not evidence of your obedience. It's evidence of your belief. It's not evidence of your obedience. How are you living out those words every single day? How are you living as a son or daughter of God, one who stands to inherit eternity and the kingdom of God itself? Week after week, we come in here and we say the Apostles' Creed and we walk back out and our lives are no different. But if we're chosen by God and we're destined for adoption through faith in Jesus Christ, then that means we've got to do more than just believe the right things. We've got to strive to live out that which we believe. And that believing and that striving and that obedience is faith. That's a relationship with God. That's how we come to be in Christ through faith. Now take a look again at what Paul says about us if we're in Christ, if we've chosen to be chosen, if we've chosen to become an adopted son or daughter of God. Paul says this, so in Christ you are all children of God through faith. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons or daughters. Because you are his sons and daughters, God sent the spirit of his son into our heart, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave but God's child. 
And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. Friends, the reality of our lives is that we are all slaves to sin and death. We are all struggling beneath the weight of the law. And there is no hope for us apart from Jesus Christ. But the good news, friends, is that God has chosen you to be his son or daughter from before the foundation of the earth. And Jesus made it possible for you and I to say yes to that label. By his death and resurrection. The question is, will we take that label on for ourselves? Will we choose to be chosen? Will we choose to be adopted? Will we choose to be heirs? I know that it's God's greatest desire for us that you would know and understand these truths about yourself and then return to him. And I don't want to pass up this moment this morning because I believe that there are some of us in here today who, who don't believe that they're chosen, who don't believe that God is, desires to adopt them, that they might become an heir and a part of the family of God. There are those of us here this morning that think they can never be chosen or adopted or an heir. And if that's you, I want you to know that your heavenly Father loves you. He doesn't just love you, he adores you, and he wants to see you have life, life that is eternal and abundant. He wants to see you come alive and be filled with passion and purpose so that he can do incredible things in you and incredible things through you for the sake of God's kingdom. And so this morning, I want to offer you the opportunity to take that step of faith, to begin that relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can become a son or daughter, the son or daughter that you were created to be. And I know for some of us, we've had a hard time living out both sides of faith, belief and obedience. And so I'd invite you this morning to think about how God is calling you to deeper belief and deeper obedience to his will and to his word. Friends, you were chosen and you were destined for adoption. You are the sons and daughters of God. It's time, friends, that we began to live and act like it. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the time that we've had to be gathered in, to sing your praise, to worship together, and to hear your word. And we pray now, God, as we think about how you are calling us to take a step of faith toward you, God, we pray that our hearts would be open, that we would find in you the courage and confidence that we need to take that next step, whether it's the first step into a relationship with you or it's a thousandth step in faithfulness by choosing to believe more fully or live more faithfully. Lord Jesus, strengthen us today. By the power of your Spirit, help us to come alive that we might truly be your sons and daughters, heirs to the kingdom and to the promise of eternal and everlasting life. 
This we pray in your holy and precious name, Lord Jesus, the one who came from heaven to earth for our sin and for our sake. It's in his holy and everlasting name we pray. Amen.